good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Today is Tuesday, the 26th of April, 2022. Now, before we get into today's show, I would like to give a big shout out to Hua Hin Divers, who are located in central Hua Hin. They have over 20 years of experience diving and teaching across Thailand, from Phuket to Koh Tao, Koh Chang to Pattaya, and Chumpon to Khao Lak. Run by Steve, who is a master scuba diver trainer, they offer customers the opportunity to dive the islands of Koh Sing, Koh Sang, Talu, and the islands off Champan. Courses are kept to small groups to ensure that each student is given plenty of time to both master skills and have an enjoyable dive experience without the usual rush of other areas of Thailand. They offer scuba diving and snorkeling experiences, open water scuba divers for four days, scuba diver for two days, advanced for three days, and rescue. They also offer other courses on demand. If you are interested in visiting, making an inquiry, or booking, you can contact them at 089-088-3421, email them at huahindivers2014 at gmail.com, or by visiting their website at www.huahindivers.com. You can find all this information down below in the description. And now that that's all done, let's just jump into today's first story. Cop who killed doctor on zebra crossing gets sentenced to just over one year. Thailand's criminal court sentenced a non-commissioned police officer to one year and 15 days in prison and fined him 4,000 baht today after finding him guilty of reckless driving causing the death of an eye doctor while she was using a zebra crossing in Bangkok's Paya Thai district in January and other charges. Apart from reckless driving causing death, the officer was also found guilty of using a vehicle which does not display a license plate, failing to drive a vehicle close to the left curb of the traffic lane, failing to stop at a zebra crossing, using a vehicle which is not insured and for which the annual road tax had not been paid, and exceeding the speed limit. In a high-profile case that has raised questions about Thailand's road safety and lack thereof, Dr. Waraluk Supawatjarakul, aka Dr. Kratai, an ophthalmologist of the Faculty of Medicine in Chilanakorn University, was run down by the officer on his motorbike as she was crossing the road onto a zebra crossing in front of the Kidney Institute Hospital in Payatai District on January 21st. The motorcyclist was identified as Police Lance Corporal Narawat Buadok, a crowd control police officer attached to the Metropolitan Police Bureau. Narawat Buadok was however granted unconditional bail on a surety of 200,000 baht on Monday afternoon and can be released immediately. According to the police report, Narawat was driving the big bike at high speed in the left lane of the traffic and then quickly switched to the right lane apparently after seeing others' cars stopped on the zebra crossing. At the time, Dr. Kratai was on the crossing and she was struck by the motorcycle driven by Nara Witt. Both Nara Witt and Dr. Kratai were injured. She was rushed to hospital where she was pronounced dead while Nara Witt waited at the scene of the accident for police to arrive. 
Norwich's superior, Police Major General Nakarin, commander of the Protection and Crowd Control Division, confirmed to Thai PBS World that the officer has not to date been suspended or dismissed from police service, but that a disciplinary panel is being set up to consider the case following the guilty verdict and sentencing. Three days after the accident, Norwood entered the monkhood at a temple in Rama 3 area, only to quit three days later after the public questioned his suitability as a monkhood. The fatal accident triggered public uproar and demands for better safety for pedestrians using zebra crossings. In quick response to public sentiment, the Bangkok Metropolitan Administration ordered improvements to zebra crossings across the capital by repainting and expanding the crossing to become more visible to drivers. Stop signals were also installed at more than 100 crossings. The public has also demanded higher penalties for drivers who ignore zebra crossings. Piatai police submitted the case to public prosecutors on February 10th and Norowit was indicted 12 days later. Meanwhile, the victim's family have filed a lawsuit with the civil court demanding 72 million baht in compensation from the accused and the Metropolitan Police Bureau. And moving along, COVID policy holders crowd compensation claims office. Many hundreds of people showed up at the General Insurance Fund office on Monday to claim lump sum payments for COVID-19 policies with two bankrupt insurers, greatly exceeding the number the office could handle. Claimants had started to queue on Sunday night outside the claims office in Suan Lum Night Bazaar shopping arcade on Racha Dapasik Road. They wanted compensation due from COVID-19 policies taken out with the Thai Insurance and Southeast Insurance. The Office of the General Insurance Fund is their liquidator. Affected policyholders can file their documents in person at the office and at nationwide branches at the Office of the Insurance Commission or online. The Office of the General Insurance Fund can accept 500 compensation claims a day at its premises and some people were left hanging on Monday. According to the OIC, the accumulated value of COVID insurance claims with lump sum payments reached nearly 60 billion baht at the end of March. Total premiums received from COVID insurance were 11 billion baht as of March 15th. 16 insurance companies of a total of 52 offered COVID insurance with lump sum payments. Six or seven of the 16 firms recorded massive policy sales and four of them, Asia Insurance, The One Insurance, Southeast Insurance and Thai Insurance were forced to shut down because they did not have sufficient premiums and capital reserves to pay out the claims. And next up, dropping of test and go scheme expected to boost tourism sector in Pattaya. Tourism operators in Pattaya are expecting a tourism boost after the test and go scheme is lifted from May 1st. Pisutse Ku, president of the Thai Hotels Association Eastern Chapter, said hotel owners were glad to learn that the government had decided to ease entry restrictions. The tourism sector has suffered years of visitor scarcity due to the strict COVID-19 rules, such as the requirement for pre-travel tests and one-day quarantine, he said. Mr. Pusut said past restrictions thwarted the tourism industry's attempt to make progress during the pandemic, prompting Thailand to be unable to compete with neighbouring countries in drawing tourists. Now that the test and go scheme will be lifted, many travel agencies from India, Vietnam, South Korea and Japan have already contacted the Thai Hotels Association to bring tourists, he said. Mr. Pissut said even though next month, a part of the low season, the timing is apt for travel agencies and hotel owners to prepare for tourists who will travel in the months to come. He said there will be some price adjustments after tourists can enter Thailand more steadily. The country's tourism sector has struggled for two years due to the pandemic. 
In response, Mr. Pissett called the, on the government to expand the duration of the We Travel Together hotel travel subsidy program to boost domestic tourism. He believed that a lower cost to enter Thailand would help increase the number of tourists by the end of next month, especially those coming from India. As for Vietnamese tourists, he estimated that there will be a significant increase after June or July. Now, a member of the Pattaya Business and Tourism Association said bars and restaurants will be allowed to serve alcohol until 12am from May 1st. He also said many entrepreneurs who earlier gave up on their businesses have now decided to resume operations. People in Pattaya's Walking Street are renovating their stores to welcome more tourists after May 1st. The number of visitors to Pattaya is expected to increase no less than 20 to 30%. And moving along to the featured story of the day, no endemic status before EOC's nod. About 15 provinces are aiming to be among the first to declare COVID-19 an endemic disease, but they can't do so until they are approved by the Ministry of Public Health's Emergency Operations Centre, EOC, said Dr. Sutep Pechmak, Inspector General of the Ministry. Dr. Sutep said that he was informed by the Permanent Secretary for Public Health that 15 provinces are ready for the new disease status. He said the Department of Disease Control has finished drafting the criteria for that status, but the provinces ready for approval haven't been discussed yet by the EOC. He did not say when the EOC will meet to discuss this matter. He didn't name the 15, but disclosed that Songkla is among them. The southern province is ready to declare COVID-19 an endemic because 80% of its population has received a COVID-19 jab and 30% have received boosters. According to the National Communicable Disease Committee, endemic status can be given to provinces with less than 10,000 new cases per day and where the fatality rate does not exceed 0.1%. Another stipulation is that more than 80% of those at risk have received coronavirus vaccine doses. Dr. Sutep said if no new coronavirus variant emerges, he is confident COVID-19 will be declared an endemic disease by July 1. Meanwhile, Suanapum Airport Director Kittipong Kitakakorn said the airport will discuss with other agencies about expanding its capacity to receive more international visitors. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration has eased health restrictions. From May 1, international arrivals are likely to increase and the airport wants to ease overcrowding, Mr Kitapong said. The country registered 17,784 more COVID-19 cases and 126 new fatalities during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Sunday. So we're back to the discussion about endemic and Thailand's plan to declare it endemic by July 1. I don't get, though, this whole idea that different provinces will de- will declare it endemic and others won't. It makes no sense to me because normally that is certainly not how it's done around the world. It certainly would be done by country to country. And of course, as we said here in the show, the World Health Organization are actually the only people who can declare COVID-19 endemic. And there is an obsession within the government here in this country to talk about COVID on a daily basis. And then, of course, that is reported in the news media so the news media is always actually talking about COVID as well. I've been looking through different various websites in Europe and America and COVID is not mentioned anywhere anymore. It's as if it just disappeared and I'm concerned that Thailand still talk about it so much when the rest of the world have stopped talking about it. Now let's not forget that we currently still have an emergency decree which supersedes the law here in the country and that is one of the reasons I believe that the government are continuing to hold on to as many restrictions as possible to keep the talk up about COVID so they can maintain this emergency decree. 
I would also say that the opposition parties in Parliament should be doing a lot more talk about the emergency decree and getting rid of it and why we still have it when it's clear that it's not necessary. But getting back to Endemic and Thailand, I personally believe the government just need to stop talking about COVID and start promoting living with the virus and getting on with our lives. It's as if they are using this Endemic status as the holdout for restrictions and the country kind of to getting back to a normality again. And I don't think it is at all necessary. As I said, if you look in Europe, you look in America and other parts of the world, including countries like Singapore, who had some of the strictest COVID-19 regulations, they're streets ahead of Thailand at the moment. And Thailand just need to drop the restrictions, drop the mask mandates outdoors, start slowly and build it up. But at the moment, the government just seemed to be lazing around, not doing a whole lot of stuff and kind of putting pressure on the country when that pressure is not really necessary. Now, an interesting tidbit about the Thailand Pass and something I noticed today was that if you go into the Thailand Pass website, you currently cannot book to come to Thailand in May because they have it all blocked off until May 1st. So a week before May, nobody can actually book and apply for a Thailand Pass to come to Thailand in May yet. What country does something like that? It should be quite easy to set up that website so that from May 1st onwards it can accept only vaccination certificate and insurance. But not here in Thailand, we have to block the whole week off so that nobody can book to come in May. More craziness, more money lost, where people will go, well I had a holiday booked, I was about to apply for my Thailand pass and suddenly I can't now. Craziness, I know, absolutely. But I'd love to know your opinion on this whole endemic situation. Do you believe Thailand need to even declare it endemic? Should they just get on with it and live with the virus and get on with life? Or do you think they should continue to wait for this endemic status? I would love to know your thoughts, your opinions, your comments, all down below in the comments section. I'm moving along. Friendship bridge bomb heightens fear. A car bomb went off at the foot of the first Thai Myanmar Friendship Bridge on the Maiwadi side of the border opposite Maesat District late on Saturday night, a security source said on Sunday. The explosion was clearly heard in Maesat, he said. The bomb is believed to have been placed in a vehicle left in front of the gate of the Maiwadi border checkpoint at the foot of the first Thai Myanmar Friendship Bridge by an anti-government force. There was a power cut in the immediate area after the blast, which is followed by the sound of about 30 gunshots. A four-story building near the bridge on the Maiwadi side was gutted by the fire while several buildings and vehicles in the area were damaged. There were no reports of casualties. Meanwhile, a Maesat village security unit, a rapid deployment company of the Narusun Force and the Border Patrol Police Company 346 stepped up patrols along the border to ensure security. One unit spotted numerous Myanmar people who had fled across the border to the Thai side of the Moy River before the explosion and managed to round up 24 men and 25 women. The 49 said they had illegally crossed the border to Mu Tu, a riverside village in Tambon Tha Sai Luet, and were waiting for job agents to pick them up. They claimed to have paid 20,000 baht each to job brokers. All are expected to be deported after being processed at Maesat Police Station. Now, if you think you have it bad in Thailand or anywhere else around the world, you can always look to China to make you feel better. Beijing COVID spike prompts mass testing, panic buying. Fears of a hard COVID lockdown sparked panic buying in Beijing as long queues formed on Monday in a large central district for mass testing ordered by the Chinese authorities. 
China was already trying to contain a wave of infections in its largest city, Shanghai, which has been almost entirely locked down for weeks and reported 51 new COVID deaths on Monday. Shanghai has struggled to provide fresh food to those confined at home, while patients have reported trouble accessing non-COVID medical care and the rising cases in the capital triggered fears of a similar lockdown. Downtown Beijing's biggest district, Chaoyang, home to around 3.5 million people, ordered mass testing from Monday for residents and those coming to work there. The area hosts the headquarters of many multinational firms and embassies. Queues snaked around malls and outside office complexes on Monday as people waited to be swabbed for samples by health workers in protective gear. If a single case is found, this area could be affected said office worker Yao Meng, 25, as he headed for a testing site in Chaoyang with a group of his colleagues. The mass testing order and warning of a grim COVID situation in the city sparked a run on Beijing's supermarkets on Sunday as residents rushed to stockpile essentials. People were pushing shopping carts stacked with food, while many items were sold out on grocery delivery apps when checked by AFP on Sunday, especially for deliveries to Chaoyang. Many of the capital's fitness studios and gyms have cancelled classes or closed. Beijing has also imposed tight controls on entry to the city, with travellers required to have a negative COVID test from within 48 hours. China has been struggling to defeat its worst outbreak in two years with its zero-COVID playbook, which includes strict lockdowns, mass testing and travel restrictions. Officials say this policy has helped China avoid the large-scale public health disaster seen elsewhere in the world during the COVID crisis, but the approach has taken a heavy toll on businesses and public morale. Australian New Zealand embassies mark Anzac Day at Hellfire Pass. The Australian and New Zealand embassies jointly marked Anzac Day at Kanchanaburi's Hellfire Pass on Monday. This is the first time in three years that an Anzac Day commemorative service has been held with the public in attendance. Australian Ambassador Alan McKinnon said people from Australia and New Zealand recognise all current and former soldiers who have died in wars, conflicts and peacekeeping operations and allies who had served alongside them. Their proud legacy of mateship, endurance, courage and self-sacrifice lives on and inspires Australians of all generations. Lest we forget, he said. Melissa Hayden-Clark, New Zealand's Charge d'Affaires for Thailand, Laos and Cambodia, said this year's Anzac Day is especially poignant in light of world events. In the face of a manifest reminder of the appalling human cost of war, Anzac Day is an opportunity to honour the memory of all those who have sacrificed so much in the pursuit of freedom, peace and justice by rededicating ourselves to those ends, she said. Anzac Day is marked on April 25th each year to commemorate Australian and New Zealanders who have served and died in all wars, conflicts and peacekeeping operations. This event also marked the anniversary of the first major military action taken by Australian and New Zealand forces in Turkey's Gallipoli Peninsula during World War I on April 25th, 1915. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Artificial reef crane collapses off Callum Beach. A crane deploying concrete blocks for an artificial reef being created off Callum Beach, north of Batong, collapsed earlier this afternoon. Probe into Phuket yacht fire continues. The Phuket Marine Office has ordered for the catamaran that caught fire at Yacht Haven Marina on the weekend to be salvaged so officers can continue their investigation into the cause of the fire. House fire at Phuket Villa, Suan Luang. 
Fire caused heavy damage to a house at the Phuket Villa Suan Luang housing estate in the earlier hours of the morning. No people were reported injured by the fire. And finally, Girl 9 safe after swimming incident at Simeon Islands. A nine-year-old girl is safe after a swimming incident with her family on an island tour at Simeon Islands north of Phuket yesterday left her with serious breathing difficulties. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.